describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. So roll, we got to do D15. Okay. D15. Oh, see, that's why I struggle with this stuff. Oh, so I just don't do, you know, that's how I do it. You can't do a D20. I can't do a D20. I just ignore the 16 through 20. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's, don't even say it. It was a 17. Don't say it. Not a word. Not a word. (laughs) 78. (laughs) Too bad you're not rolling a hit. So yeah. Can you see? Can you see like Biden and Trump playing D and D first edition? This game would be the best, the most beautiful game ever. The best, <laughs> beautiful game, beautiful game. My game, the best. It's the best game. Oh, 20. Yes, I got a 20. Uh, yeah. Double damage. Double damage. Right. I did match crit. That's it. It's, that hit. That strike was perfect. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful strike. Maybe <laughs> dead presidents because <laughs> yeah, we can't get into politics. All right, dead. Pre- so that's what we call the dead presidents episode. Game, yes. Dead pre- special. Dead, dead pres- presidents game. Yep. Special edition of incomprehensible death. Dead presidents. Like, oh man, I got McKin. Who's left? <laughs> McKinley. Last one to get picked. I got, I'll take Kennedy. I got. I'll take Lincoln. Harden. <laughs> take Washington. Who'd you get? Yeah. I got. I got Taft. Where'd you hold it? Yeah. Mm. All right. Taft. Research for you, James. I'd be Eisenhower. Oh, you're returning. That's right. That's all you'd be running around saying, I have returned. No, I think MacArthur returned. Oh, wait, you're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Snuggle <laughs> on up here. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And uh, we were we, actually, this is going to be uh, uh, Dan's financial advice. We were just talking about financial advice just before us. Do you want to continue that conversation? Or are we done with that's, that? You know, that's, that's, it already takes us an hour to actually get to first edition A, B, and D. We don't want to slow it down. So uh, where are we from today, Dan? You tell me, James, by rolling a D50. Oh, the D50. That's right. Unless, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Unless somebody has emailed you or discorded you. Is that, I don't know what they call that. Uh, I'm not aware. Told you where they want the show to be from. I think the first time someone did. Remember, I think we took advantage of it. But then, uh, since then, I don't think we've had anyone pick up pick us up on that. Then I will need you to roll a d50 so we can figure out where we are. Right now, it's just Shannon. Wait, look, this. We we have one viewer. One one person. Shannon's out. One right now. Down to one. (laughs) Down to one. I mean, I'm just sick. I'm, I appreciate Shannon should get some sort of award. Right. Shouldn't he? Yeah, he's a right. monk. He should get one. He's <laughs> the only one out there because 
That's horrible. Well, and it's funny because this I actually put out the, the notice er, pretty early for me. You know, usually I sometimes do it the same morning. I did it last night. I put something on Discord. I put something on this. Yeah. Only Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate Wait. you being out there. Yeah. All right. That's roll, why we use your dice. Roll a d50. Uh, seven. There's nothing like doing a show knowing one person is. Does this change the vibe? <laughs> Can we be a little looser? I think so. No one cares. <laughs> Are you feeling cheated? Are you is this being entertained? This is the fewest people we have watching our show since our first episode. Okay, what, right. did, what did you roll? I rolled a seven. Seven. We are from, wait a second, Hobie's Corner in Pensacola? Wow. Have we, wait, have we been here? I don't think so. Okay. We are from Kobe's Corner in Pensacola, Florida. It is 110 Halifax Place, 904 434 Seven six zero six. James, I will give you ten dollars okay. if you call that number right now. You can't, but what you can't do is you can't have anyone answering a lot. You can't. They can't hear them answering. You know what I mean? Because that's privacy. Okay, ready? Ask if this is Kobe's corner. Nine zero four. We're gonna call him eight o'clock in the morning. I like this. this is a new no Pensacola. Is okay. it seven o'clock? Oh yeah, that's right. Four three four. Can I just look this up to see if it is? 7606. And you're looking for Kobe's Corner. 904-434-7606. Kobe's Corner. And you can't get there. Very early. No one answers. This is great podcasting. Ringing. We have people listening to what's happening. It's ringing. The Kobe's Corner? No. They haven't said anything. Nothing happened. Hi, is this Kobe's Corner? If not, I'm sorry, this is the wrong number, but we were looking for Kobe's Corner. Thanks. Okay. okay. That's why you owe me 10 bucks. Shoot, I do. <laughs> you, you, uh. Oh, my wife is going to be really mad. It's okay. Don't you give, hold on to it. Can you... I give an IOU? Yeah, exactly. That's. <laughs> Put it on the tap. Wait. Boom, boom. Just take that out of my, take that out of my grog talk money. My patron money. Ah, yes, of <laughs> course. So you, now you want the patrons to pay for yes. your, for that's your. The ministry. show. That's part of the show. Yes, okay. That's a legitimate expense, isn't it? Uh, yes, I guess. Okay. I guess so. Kobe's corner is no more. It sounded. Um, this well, is they don't know the number. You don't know their no more. Well, that's rude. True. Why would they change their number? That's something in business. You're never supposed to change the numbers yet. But I would say that number is not Kobe's corner because she she had some name like Layla or something like Lola or something like that. So there you go. And you didn't leave a message. I did. Didn't she said, "Hey, oh, yeah, I, I'm looking for Kobe's corner. If it's not, I'm sorry." Okay, Kobe's corner. So now I'm gonna put Kobe's corner. We're gonna research this, right? Yeah. Okay. Kobe's Corner. For our two listeners who are out there right now. Kobe's Corner. Kobe Japanese Steakhouse. Yeah, it's a steakhouse. It's a steakhouse now. Nope. All right. The steakhouse. Nope. No D&D. Can you play D&D at the table where they're cutting up, you know, with... We know how they make the dragons out of the aluminum foil. Have you been to those steakhouse, Japanese steakhouse? I've not been. You've never been to one of the Japanese steakhouse where they cut the... They cook right in front of you and... No. And they throw I'm, in the hat? I'm not. 
all right, we're going to have to go. So, you, I mean, that's like an American tradition. I'm sure that's not how it is in Japan, but they come here to entertain us dumb Americans. And they, mm-hmm. the chef cuts every, all the meat up. They fry it. They have this big table. You sit around. And they cut, you order your food and they bring it out and they cut, cook it in front of you. And then, anyway, your leftovers they bring out and they make like an origami of the. I'm not impressed. Crickets. I'm not impressed. <laughs> nothing. All right, let's keep going for our. Ah, greeting. Hello, Fred. Hopefully, everyone can hear us because it's awful quiet. We need applause. Someone else is on. That's right. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number three. Number three. We have three listeners. Right okay. Here. All right, so moving on. Broadcon 2022. Uh, goats and Druids. Goats and Druids. That is the I, slogan. Is that the right phrase for that slogan? Yes. Cheering crowd. The slogan. Goats and Druids. The theme. The theme of it? The theme. The theme is Goats and Druids. So you need to dress up as one of the two. Dragon steak. There it is. Okay. Someone, someone is hearing me. That's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Either, gro- either bring a goat or bring a druid. Right. Or dress up as one. Cosplay. Right. 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 <laughs> What happens at Grogcon? It's Grogcon, which is at a new venue, September 30th through October 2nd. I do need to update the website, but at least save your date. There's a new hotel we're going to. We're going to be an international drive. Very exciting. In the meantime, uh, Grognards Guild Online, which if you go out to our Discord, we have play-by-posts. We have people playing online. Uh, Tom has a game. If you want to start a game, all good stuff. Go out to uh, our Discord or Meetup, and that's where you can find all this exciting information. Isn't that super exciting and fun? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I have to clap for myself. Uh, and speaking of exciting and fun, I'm going to show the uh, map of the Grog Empire map. There it is in all its glory. Beautiful, beautiful by Henry. That's right. One of our, a member of the Grog Empire. Uh, is he, a, is he a, it's not a ward. What do they call the, the, the master, master, master Henry. My aunt was very formal. She went to formal. And so she, when she would mail me a letter, it would be Master James. Maybe she'd read The Hobbit. Was she did. It? Yeah, yes. I guess. I don't, right. Master Samwise. Yeah, Master Samwise. So it's like, you know, a, a younger person. So uh, Henry is, of, 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 is, is a little person, not because he's diminutive. He's just, this is all, it's just stop. It's only getting worse. He's a young person, <laughs> right? We just lost someone. <laughs> someone just dropped off after I said that. <laughs> These guys are terrible. These guys are terrible. So, yeah, so we've got the, uh, the Grog Empire map. And so you have until March 31st, if you are a patron, if you're an active patron. If you're, I'm sorry, thank you, from the legal team. I'm getting this from the legal team. If you're an active patron, to select three, you're only going to get one, but you can right. select three different territories based upon the number. You can name, identify a name for each one or the same name for all three. James and I, after March 31st, very much like the basketball selection show, we will get together. That's right. We'll decide who gets what regions. Leveraging dark arts and other things, we'll determine who gets what. We will. And then we will have somebody drop the map. Okay. Uh, Go Delicious Travels. He is now in the Minnesota area, correct? He, as best I know, right. he is in the Minnesota area with the Scourge of the North. He will be attending... The, uh, the Dave Con convention, which is coming up. And also before that, he'll be attending, I'm going to say Gen Con, Gary Con, which is part of the new Gen Con. Yes. He'll be attending Gary Con. It's the, it's the alternative to 
scary company. It is. And for, and for those of you who do not know about Go Delicious and his travels, Go Delicious uh, is a uh, stuffed animal that we had here. And he is being sent around to patrons. So if you're, or if you're not a patron, don't need to be. Right. You don't need to be a patron. If no. you're anybody, if you're anyone who listens to the show and is willing to show Go Delicious a good time, and then promise to send them to the next person, yes. wherever that is. Yes, that's so right. So it could be prohibitively expensive. It could, could be menu. It, right, which is in Japan. Right. Then uh, yes, you need to show them a good time. And Sonny really showed him a good time. And I yes. like how, how Sonny's, like, offended that maybe he wasn't shown a good time. He's, oh. the, with the prior Bailey, because Sonny's, like, not only did he show him a good time, but he, like, really seems to care about that goat now, right. don't you think? Yeah, he, he took him back to my birthplace. He took him on the ferry. I mean, he, he has a better life. He had a better trip to New York than I did. I wish so. Sonny was my dad. Right. <laughs> Can you adopt us? Yeah. That would be great. So. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, a, that was, that's a fun thing. So if you're interested, you send that to info at grogcon.com and say, I would like to kidnap and uh, show Go Delicious a good time. Speaking of exciting things, we can announce that flipping and turning number seven. Can you believe we have number seven out? You can show it. And I? It's over to the right. Thank you. There it is. Yes. I, I shouldn't take it out of the bag because that no. reduces its value. Yes, is that correct? Correct. Flipping and turning. There it is. Number seven, if you're a patron, the PDF is available for you now. And the hard copies for those who, are, who have a subscription with Smoldering Dung Games or you are a gold member or higher, it is available. Uh, it's coming your way. So go see it and enjoy all that is uh, flipping and turning. And actually, Rob last night sent me that they have now a store, smolderinggames.com. They have an online store where you can pick up hard copies of the magazine. It's not a brick and mortar no, store. No, it's not a brick and mortar. It's not, it's not like the, what was that place called? The, uh, the, the dungeon, the, the, the famous. Kobe's, Cor Kobe's Corner. Oh, Kobe's Corner, exactly. <laughs> he should reopen Kobe's Corner. He should move to Pensacola because there seems to be a need there. The Absolutely. Dungeon Hobby Shop. The Dungeon Hobby Shop, that's We right. should convince Lloyd to open up the Kobe's Corner, reopen Kobe's Corner, right, Pensacola, Pensacola, don't you think? I think, I think Lloyd is a better businessman than we are, so I don't think he will do that. But uh, we could ask, which, by the way, we definitely want to go out there and do that, uh, spend time with him. So, okay, that's good, too. Hey, look, we're up to four people. Oh, we had dropped again? Yeah. Wow. I think it was right after I said diminutive, they stopped. Yeah, it was probably Henry. That was Henry. He was insulted. You're he was, a jerk. He was insulted by our, <laughs> by our nonsense. So, uh, very good. We are ready for March of 1982. This is probably the fastest we've ever done that. So, can you? I really believe the two things I'm going to tell you about March of 1982, I'm going to tell you, I'll ask you, what is the number one song at this point, 40 years ago today? And I'm going to ask you, what movie was released in the U.S. on this very day. On the 19th? On the 19th, 1982. So let's start with song. And I think when you hear these two answers, you will agree that we have moved into the 1980s. Remember I said like 19, 1980 had a very much 70s residue. Right. 81 was sort of transitional. I think when you hear this, you'll realize we really are into the 80s now as you remember them. So best song. And yes, and you apparently, I learned this recently, you had a big crush on this person because it wasn't Olivia Newton-John. Apparently, you didn't have a crush on her. No. You had a big crush on this person. Uh, 
was it? So you said last time, I said you had a big crush on her, and you said, oh, this person. I'm like, no. Well, yes, yes, maybe you had a crush on her, but that wasn't the answer. Oh, what did I say last time? I didn't, I forgot. Let's see, was it? Uh, that was like real? Who was it? Um, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Joan Jett. Oh, Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan Jett. She was from The Runaways. She's great. Long buzzer for me. Joan Jett, I Love, I Love Rock and Roll? That is correct, sir. Oh. That is the number one song. Okay. So, It'll be number one for seven weeks. I mean, she was she was cute in, in, in a rocker kind of way. I like rocker chicks. I look, I'm wearing an ACDC shirt. She wasn't Lita Ford. No, she wasn't. And actually, I didn't know Lita Ford until Lita Ford became Lita Ford. <laughs> Who was Lita Ford? Wait, Lita Ford was also in, a, was it in the Runaways. She was in the Runaways, too. Right, they were. But she didn't have her. She got more famous after. Mm -hmm. Her first album was more two or three years from now. Oh, I guess that's right. Didn't Joan, she date jo Nikki Sex? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure she's dated a few <laughs> and people. And Tommy Lee. I'm pretty sure she's dated a few <laughs> yeah, people. No, she definitely dated Gene Simmons. I do remember oh. that. Wow. He had a lot to offer. Oh, speaking of Lloyd, he's on. Hey. hey. Lloyd, we, Look, we, we have an idea for you, Lloyd. Gene Simmons had, had a lot to offer. He, he brought a lot to a relationship, apparently, I think. Apparently. Lloyd, we have an idea for you. Now, this is Lloyd Braun, right? Lloyd is the owner of a game shop in Jacksonville and is now the owner of our That's right, local, local gaming shop. Sci-Fi City. Sci-Fi City. Located on, uh, was it Colonial and Cimarron, roughly? Uh, yes, and we have to do a commercial. Yes, we do. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. <laughs> and we love the... That's right, and we love... <laughs> Needing D&D &D and other tabletop role-playing games, comics, and other things? Come to Sci-Fi City. Sci-Fi City! Sci-Fi City! So, uh, we've got an idea for you. That's right, Lloyd. Uh, your business is going to take off. Just trust us. Ah, oh, the Chamberlain's on. Everyone's coming. Everyone's... You know what the problem is? Oh. This is Daylight Savings. That's it. That's We it. were getting all upset and taking it personal. So, it is Kobe's court. He's all ears. He'd love to do it. Go ahead. Lloyd, thank you, Lloyd. Yes, you just follow our advice. So, Kobe's Corner... You know, we're responsible for him buying the local shop here. We told him to stop by there, and he's like, Why are these guys talking about this place? That's right. <laughs> this thing needs a makeover. It's like, it's like, that's what Lloyd is. He's the extreme uh, local game store makeover place. He likes it. That'd be a great show. That would be a great show. Extreme local game store makeover. Right. <laughs> another idea for you, Lloyd. We're full, of, we're full of something. Kobe's Corner in Pensacola, Florida. Right. We called them just before you came on. And they, it was not them. So well, we're not sure. You don't. No. Know, that's circumstantial evidence. The number that was associated, affiliated with this thing, was not Kobe's Corner. They did not answer Kobe's Corner. They did. they did not say Kobe's Corner. That's true. When they answered it, you got a lot to learn about evidence, my friend. Well, it's just you're trying to advocate a different position. That's all. <laughs> I'm not okay. So, forty years ago, today, this movie was released. Okay. And this was an 80s movie? Yeah. It was quintessential 80s. Uh, when you hear this... 16 Candles? No, that's very quintessential 80s, too. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I think Fast Times was... Well, was I think Fast Times was like 1980, maybe late 70s. I, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 think teenage, teenagers and sex. Porkies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that immediately. Porkies! Oh, because this is a horrible one. This is horrible for me because I saw this with my mother. No! What? 
She wanted what to go, happened? She wanted to go see it. She did. She wanted to see because she heard it was about you know the fifties, right? It was set yeah, in the 50s. yeah. It was set in, you know, it's set in a Florida high school. Florida was, high school well, kids. I, yeah, I. I so she, this was that time when you know you're watching a movie with if if you have ever had that horrible experience of watching with your parents. I went to my parents. Uh, we went to Breakfast Club, yeah, which wasn't too bad. That's but not that was nearly also, as bad. No. As, yeah. Porky's. Yeah, where they have all kinds. I can't even talk about it because, again, we're, we're, we're kid-friendly. But uh, I got to tell you. It was I, horrific. Well, I thought the movie was, it was actually pretty bad. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that good. No, it wasn't that good. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But, that's, but my mother was like, ah, oh, that's probably how it was down here in Florida. Because, again, New Yorkers really had a terrible idea that Southerners were just kind of, you know, baked from the sun kind of thing and acted crazy. You Were know, you in Florida at the time? No, I was still in New York. Oh. So then you, no, that's why you guys moved to Florida? I, I did. I thought that if this is how Florida is, I want to get here. <laughs> move, hurry up. Let's make it happen. Were you disappointed? Uh, well, you know, uh, yes, I was. <laughs> Look, I played D&D. &D it didn't happen for you. No, it did not happen like that. They, did, they didn't let you into that crowd. We're on the wrong, I was on the wrong coast, apparently. What? Go back and watch the trailer. It's awful. Really? You, you'll remember somebody like, why do they call you meat? That's right. Do you remember that? Yes. They all giggle. That's right. That's right. That's right. uh that's that that and you know, then it had the, the camp what is they had the campy ending where, you know, all the good kids they go they go tear down the, the bar and you know. I see the problem is this is just like Boss Hogg, whatever his name was, was the Boss Hogg was from Duke's Hazard, which again was another thing we thought was true life, you know, that was like a <laughs> documentary of the South. Well, it wasn't that far off. So um <laughs> He was, he was the good guy. How do they think he's the bad guy? He's giving them a service. He provided people throughout the area of a service that they needed. Just because he kind of messed with the rich kids, it was actually a class warfare movie. I don't even remember. You talking, talking about the Dukes of Hazard? No, well, Boss Hogg is from Dukes of Hazzard. I'm talking about the guy who ran Porky's. Oh. He provided a service and for the local community, which was illegal at the time, which, you know, again, was a bad thing, so... Wow, you got a good memory. I, I don't remember anything about that. That's either. true. It would have been worse. Well, again, they go to Porky's to have a good time. Oh. And they get ripped off because they're a bunch of, you know, rich kids from the thing. And that's, that's the, one of them gets beaten up because, you know, these guys are shady. That's a long yeah, story. Yeah, you got, yeah, you're way too I have, it, it is burned in my brain because <laughs> I'm sitting there with my mother watching it. It is horrific. And for some reason, my brother, who's older, did not go to this, I don't think. It was just me and her. And this is 1982. So I'm like almost 13. I think we saw it later. It didn't, not when it was released. We saw it in the, like, I'm 13. So were you like holding like the popcorn bucket? And your mom's like, pass me the popcorn bucket. You're like, no. I'm, no. Not, I'm not passing the bucket. I can't do that. I'm not passing anything. I can't do that. Because it was horrific. It was still burning. So in my you head. didn't, yeah, so you really didn't get to enjoy it. No, it was, it was, it was terrible. Because you can't, you can't show any emotion, because if you do, then your mother's like, why do you find that funny, huh? What do you know about it? <laughs> uh, did you talk about it on the way home? No, it was a quiet, well, and, and we didn't have a car. You walk, in New York, you walk everywhere. So oh, it's, yeah. It's so a walk of shame. It's like a walk of shame. You had to walk, but it was terrible. And that was the same time, I think, it was that time or the next time, where, because, you know, people would be smoking weed there. And she'd be like, what's, you know, typical mom, what's that smell? Mom, shh, be quiet. Wait, you went to see it again with your mom? No, some other, exactly. No, I saw. Right. <laughs> Can we it see it so again? <laughs> you both wanted to see it again, but neither of you really wanted to admit it. Oh, we went to some other movie, and she's like, 
what's that smell? Oh, something's burning. I'm like, mom, shh, quiet. I, this was, I definitely was older. Oh, can you smell that? Yes, we can. And she's like, mom, it's weed. What? Pot. What? What? Pot. Yeah, you guys in front, shut up. Oh, We're trying to smoke pot and watch the movie. Oh, it was so bad. Wow. So, so bad. Welcome to, welcome to the early 80s. Anyway, so that was the movie in that? You got me feeling uncomfortable, and I wasn't even there. It was totally. Wow. It was totally uncomfortable. It's oh. the 80s. I guess there were some bad things about the 80s. Well, it was fine. I mean, once that was the only okay. hard part. So. All right. Anyhow, are we ready for Sage? That was it from March of 82? Because you did a little bit last time, so I guess that would. Nothing, you know. No, I'm not going to announce the plane crash, the dictator being toppled, the kidnappings, the terrorism. No. I'm going just music. I'm doing what I remember. Falkland Island, war starting. I'm doing what I remember, what I cared about at the time, okay. which was Joan Jett and Porky's. Exactly. Right? What would you... You want me to talk about the Falkland Island war? You want to talk about Joan no. Jett and Porky's? Yes, I like Joan Jett and Porky's. That's there you better. go. All right, we're ready for Sage Advice. What are we doing Sage Advice, Dan? You are in this, in this segment of the show, one of us asks Sage Advice questions from Dragon Magazine, and we see if the person answering the questions is sagacious, like the true, like the real people who answered Sage Advice. So I already warned Dan that today was going to be sad. In fact, the next few ones are going to be sad, because I don't know if he can see it. So there's good news and bad news. I cannot. Uh, uh, the, the, the good news and bad news. Good news is I know the author of these, of these answers. No. It is Roger Moore. I love Roger Moore. Right, so that's the good news. You're going to love that. The bad news is, let me show you what I can each... The topic. The topic is solid answers to astral oh, questions. Oh, you did this on purpose. <laughs> it's because I brought up Porky's. <laughs> oh, so now everyone's uncomfortable. Oh, now everyone's good. Exactly. You know what you should title this on YouTube? Porky's in the Astral Plane. <laughs> Porky's. <laughs> Porky's in the Astral Plane. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Well, I said and, but you can go with and if you want. Well, I'll leave that to your discretion. Ooh, I like that Astral Plane. Okay, so I'm going to ask you questions, and you will, we will determine how sagacious you are in, deter in, in your answers. Well, okay, let's do it. All right, so you can't look over here. I can't, I can't read that little type. How about oh, you can yes, read that? Yes, I can. All right. No, I, no I'm, I am looking away. All right. So we're no, wait a second. Hold on. I got to remember this. Astral plane. Right. Highway. Super highway right. to the outer planes, not ethereal, which is around us. Got it. Super highway. So uh, he, I've gotten some help. This is, this this is the, there was an article. Did you read issue 67, Dragon Magazine, which was about the astral plane? You should have read that beforehand. Unfortunately, I did not. I did not know this was coming. So this is basically like showing up for an exam and you didn't prepare Right. For well, it. this is this is the whole point of this thing. So if, <laughs> to humiliate things, me. That's, well, you know, I think you do the same thing. So a number, I would. He, he wanted to thank a number of people. Georgia Moore, Mark, uh, Mark Cockerell, and Neil Akun proofread and reviewed the original draft. So there. Somebody proofread the, the answers? Yes. Okay. And Kim Mohan did a super job editing and Gary Guy's comments and additions. So this wow. is a whole, there's a whole lot of facts and people working on this. So you better get this right. My gosh. Because <laughs> what we had imagined was Skip Williams comes by and like flings something on your desk, right? right? And says, answer have. these. And you just write them. Right. Okay. No one looks at them. Okay. So the first question, are you ready? I'm ready. 
Does the astral plane contact the elemental plane? That's a great question. I would say the answer to this, I would say the, ooh, the astral plane goes to the outer planes. So, wait, can I, can I look at, I can, well, you I would can have look, access, you can, right? You can refer to any of the books. Thank you, because I'm going to the deities and demigods, because there is a picture somewhere, isn't there, of yes. all of the, of, of the planes. Okay. Outer planes. Oh, inner planes. I'm going to say the answer to that. I'm going to say, that's interesting. The elemental planes. I'm looking at figure number one. There's the elemental planes. Oh, there's the inner planes. Deities, I'm gonna say, and, deities and demigods, yeah. Yep, I'm looking at figure one. I'm going to say the answer to that is no, because I believe that the astral plane simply connects the outer planes and the inner planes. I mean, I guess you can, like, pop off, maybe. I'm going to say the answer to that is, oh, but does it have to pass by it? Hang on, I'm actually looking at the picture here. I'm going to say the, the answer, oh, it looks to be a no. Based on figure three, <laughs> I'm going to say the answer to that is no. Though I think, why? I strangely, I feel like the answer is probably yes, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Final answer? Final answer is no. Okay. Not as far as can be told from the literature. So congratulations. Ding, ding to you, sir. So I have already beat the over-under, which was one right. half. Right, exactly. <laughs> one <laughs> half right. That's right. So, uh, not as far as can be told from the literature, it was pointed out by the question of spell... So here's the follow-up oh, to this. Spell yeah. users could summon walls of stone on the astral plane, as well as poison, gas, water, fireballs. Why would they not bring elementals as well? This was a hard point to resolve, as assume that the former sort of spells do not necessarily draw power from the elemental planes, and casting spells while stone fireball has not, is spontaneously creating material from nothing. Well, you're talking very fast. Okay, hold on. I want to learn. Okay, so... so what the, what are they saying? The question then is... By another, if spell users could summon walls of stone, why not let them bring elementals? So, in other words, when you conjure elemental, conjure water elemental, the question is, you can't do that, apparently. Oh, so in other words, if I'm on the astral plane. Right. Right? I'm assuming I'm on the astral plane. Right. That's right I'm a think. magic user on the astral plane. Yes. And I want to summon. Conjure elemental. Because they come from the elemental planes. That's right. I wouldn't be able to. Why can't I do that? Because there's, they, there's no way for them to get there. That's oh, the I thought you just sort of like bleep bleep. There's, there's no. Apparently, the oh. connection is not tenuous. It's not a direct link. The summoning you actually need to have like it has to be like contiguous hexes. Right. You can't. Oh, I didn't even thought about that. Well, this is part of. I think when we, did we talk about the outer planes? I feel like we've talked about everything. But once you get to the outer planes. Spells that work, all the spells are written for the, from the perspective of being cast on the prime material. Once you start moving to other planes, things start acting very strange. And in fact, um, there was a mechanical reason to do that and, you know, a, a lore slash uh, flavor reason. The flavor reason is because, again, there's things that don't, would not work well on outer planes or in the astral plane. The other reason is to nerf the player characters from being super powerful. And that's one of the reasons, like, if you go into Q1, probably one of the definitive works that talk about how spells work in the outer planes, 
Here it is, Q1, my original Q1. Because before Q1, I don't think, is there any discussion in the Holy Trinity of books that you know of that talks about the ability of spells to work? I Well, I don't, I don't remember any, but... Um, but see, so what, it's, so what he's talking about here is on page five of Q1. And this is Gary. Q1 is Gary. Oh, no, who is Q1? Dave Sutherland and Gary. Got it. So under spell alterations, it talks about, you know, when you're on the out, when you're on this outer plane, in this case, a low layer in the abyss. Says, 66, right? Right, 66, it is. Conjure elemental, the spell will have no effect as the channel to the elemental plane cannot be opened. Oh, wow. And this has Gary's imprimatur, right? Stamp of approval on this. Yes. Whereas a conjure elemental, the spell will have no effect as the channel to the elemental plane. And now you open, you got to open the channel. Well, that's, so that's the uh, discussion about this. So, again, this was to, in a practical way, nerf some of the players so that you, they can have, a, there won't be these gods that come in and kill Loth easily. It has to be more of a, a battle. But, uh, but it also makes sense because, again, you don't have direct access to the elemental uh, plane. So that's what he's talking and that, about. And that would seem to answer the question because if you cannot... If you're in the outer plane, obviously the outer planes have the astral plane connected to it. The outer plane is connected to the astral plane, and the astral plane is connected to the prime material plane. Right. So that would mean if it's Gary saying it's a no. That's right. That I just sort of looked at Figure Four, <laughs> but maybe Figure Four was drafted uh, with that understanding. Okay. So I'm one for one. So was that question number two? Did you say? Yes. Okay. What was question number two again? No, that was well. Question was two was related. Question one was can can you uh, does the astral plane connect to the elemental right. plane? And so, like people are saying online, well, per that figure, it, the astral plane connects to the ethereal plane, and the ethereal plane gets you to the inner. Oh, that's, that's the idea. Oh, that's right. That's right, because the ethereal. Oh, but so the, yeah, but it also connects to the prime material somehow because you can go astral from the prime material. You don't have to go through the ether. And I think the answer's got to be no, though, because Gary's, right? I mean, right. I mean, I understand the logic what those people are saying. Yes. It makes a lot of sense, but that seems to conflict, doesn't it, with what Gary said? Right. In Q1. Right. Okay. So, the, again, there's no channel for it. And again, Roger can. So, you ready to continue for the next question? I am ready. How does one drink potions in a weightless condition? Oh, so I like astronauts. Yes. Tang. Yes. Because um, the astral plane is weightless. These are really good questions. That's why I said it's going to be hell for both of us. I mean, I don't know why you're spending a lot of time in the... I never spent any time in the astral plane when I was a kid. Did you? You were at Porky's. I was at Porky's. <laughs> you snuck back I was in, in the, didn't you? I was in another plane. Hello. How many times did you see Porky's? You snuck back in, didn't you? I did not that, sneak your back mom, in. You're like 10 times. You know, you remember it way too well. There's I'm, more I'm to the story. I'm sure we got the VHS at some point. <laughs> Went down to the local video store. <laughs> you mean you and your mom again? No. <laughs> Say, stop talking about my mom. I'll kill you. <laughs> Talk about your mom, my mom. Yeah, it's fired up now. <laughs> your your mama watched Porky's. <laughs> you, you, you're so pathetic. You watch Porky's with your mama. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> Shut your mouth. Exactly. Don't mess with the kid from Brooklyn. I've seen your neighborhood. Go Delicious has told me about it, man. He said, don't mess with James. Don't make me shiv you. <laughs> that dude's from a crazy neighborhood. Okay. Um, this is a very good. Uh, no, did you ever spend any time in the 80s in the Astral Plane with the character? R- rarely. Okay, but I yes. never did. You did? Yes. Because some spells, you go to the Astral Plane. Well, I was always level two. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, there you go. How do you drink it? I mean, you've got to quaff the whole thing. You know, not the whole thing, but you can't just get like a little Whatever the tasty. portion is, yeah, right. Yeah, well, you got to take the whole portion. I would think, well, I, a push spell would work. I could probably do a push spell. I think you, Mike, I think you need something to aid you into getting that potion down you. I mean, I guess, yeah, so if, I, if, I, if I'm weightless, mm-hmm. and wait, were you, were you an astronaut? No. Okay, so neither. Clearly one, I was not an astronaut. <laughs> well, you were, it was, a, it was a long time ago. If you drink something, you're weightless. Does that mean, is it just like floating around in your mouth? It doesn't like start going down, I'm, I'm does keep, it? I'm keeping that. That's a good. Oh, I can't say anything on this show. <laughs> I can't say anything right. on this show. You and your porkies. Get porkies out of your mind. <laughs> Float in your mouth. Your poor mother. <laughs> your poor mother. <laughs> poor me. You get your mother without mouth. <laughs> okay. So doesn't it just sort of like float around? And I, 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 I have no idea. I think you got problems. I think you need some sort of aid. Okay. So to get it down. So to kind of synthesize what you said without, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything in your mouth. Because uh, you don't want to say anything that can be used against you. Right. Yeah, right. Um, your answer is without assistance, you would not be able to drink potions and weightless. Is that a fair statement? Correct. So, here's the answer from Roger Moore. Inventive characters can come up with many ways to circumvent the problems of weightness. See Gary Gygax's excellent suggestion for right spells in Dragon 67. What? For what spells? Right spell. How, for right spells. Hmm. Apparently, using normal potion biomes can be time-consuming since the liquid contents would not naturally flow out of them at all once, unless one shakes the bottle like we normally shake ketchup bottles. Unfortunately, shaking a bottle makes it hard to drink the potion at the same time. Too much liquid may flow out at once, making the user choke. This may be simulated by stipulating that someone using a regular potion bottle needs one to four rounds to get a full dose of liquid, and there's a 5% chance per round, drinking non-cumulative, that the ch- drinker chokes and lose all the potion effects. Wow. How about that? Uh, squeezable bottles may be invented, similar to those wow. used by astronauts and cosmonauts nowadays, so that the rate of flow of liquid can be controlled by the drinker. So you could put it in like a wineskin, maybe. Oh, so you could, um, so there might be, you might be able to buy those. So like you go into a shop. Right. A magic user shop or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, you go into the astral plane. Solves yeah. astral projections. Yeah, like the astral plane section. Yeah. A little section mm-hmm. where you head into the astral plane. Yeah. Oh, so it's like getting the converters. Like, you know, when you go to Europe. Right, you, you get the whole pack of things. The yeah. plugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Save so like a little package. Right. Because like, oh, I didn't think about that. How am I going to take my potions? Exactly. A little I'm, squeeze bottle. I'm going to write scrolls. All this other stuff that wire. Again, the interesting thing is. If you're on vacation, why are you doing these things? Well, you want to get to where you're going quickly. You're not, are you, you're not weightless when you hit the outer planes, are you? Uh, it depends on the outer planes. So this would be a good article. Like, so like a little vacation. It would be like in you know, AAA magazine. So you're like going to the ass. You're going, you're going on vacation. Wait, what did you say? Am I weightless or not? It depends on the plane? It depends on the plane. There's some weightless planes? I'm sure there are. Hell's not weightless, is it? No. 
but there's these are the only planes that we know of. There's a multitude of planes that are in theory. So if I'm going on the astral plane, I really... Oh, so it's like your mom. It's like the checklist. You got the squeeze bottles? Yes, that's right. Juice boxes, basically. Potion juice boxes. What else do I need? Anything else? I'm weightless. How do I move? Uh, make a straw out of a scroll. Um, well, how do you move? Well, you make a straw out of a scroll. Oh, because even though I'm weightless, I can still... Yeah. When I suck in, I... I, I... Yeah, you still have the force of that. Just mm -hmm. a question of... Uh, yeah, because... Astronauts drink juice boxes or whatever. They have squeeze boxes there. Because so. I can't say anything. Because once, once, I, once I get it... <laughs> once, once I get it, then I can swallow. Once, once I get you it, get it where? In your mouth? Is that what you're trying to say? Then you can, right? That's what I've heard. Because so. I was thinking it just floats around in there. Okay. I can't say anything so on good. this show. Okay. This is, this is about, now I know how you felt watching Porky's with your mom. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, so you would have to figure, there's a few things in the astral plane. Again, you're weightless. There's the, um, you know, it's, it's there's hard to find things. So I'm sure there's a bunch of, like a sharper image for astral plane. There's a bunch of things that could be helpful to that. One of them being a yeah. juice box. I have the cord attached. Don't I have that silver cord? Yes, you have the me? silver cord. You probably want silver cord insurance if someone comes, mm -hmm. if the Yankee comes and cuts your silver cord. How do I propel? Okay. Now, now, you're, now you're turning it against No, God! Because I'm like, okay, I want to, I want, I'd like you to visit hell. As far as I know, you mentally project where you want it. I'd like to visit my uncle in hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do I get there? Here, let's, let's look. So huh? you're the travel agent. Right. Well, yeah, I'd like to go. I'd like to go to hell. And listen, I'm on, I'd like to come back. Now, it might not be that dangerous, but it's probably, probably possible to do that. Do you think people visit hell? Do you visit like a If you're a powerful enough. You could visit a loved one in heaven. Well, no, there's not heaven. Whatever, you know, the happy hunting grounds. There's the heavens. There's you think, uh, Elysium. So well, seven in, heavens. So if I'm a gnome, I can take a vacation to visit I'm sure there ones. are travel plans like they do to Europe. Come to the seven heavens. Yeah. Visit your loved ones. Right. Have you recently, that'll be, a that'll be like the commercial. Have you recently lost someone? Have you lost a character? I, I would think, though, it'd be easier just to raise them than to, uh, or reincarnate them than actually go there yourself. Yeah, because that's going to be, that's an expensive trip. Right. You think they can only take us to Europe or perhaps. <laughs> exactly. Right? Because you, well. And it's dangerous, too. So. Mm. So it says here on page 117 of Deities and Demigods, astral travel is possible by various means, including magic spells and psionic discipline. The astral plane touches the endless prime material plane. So this is where it comes from. And the 17 first layers of the outer planes. The astral plane does not touch any of the inner planes other than the prime material plane. This is... It actually says it right there. Yeah, if you just read it. Yeah. Uh, it is possible to move about in or any of the prime material universes or the first layer of the outer planes by means of astral travel. As with ethereal travel, movement through the astral plane is speedy. And while, the individual, oh. and while there, the individual needs no food, drink, rest, or even sleep. Wow. So my body just doesn't need it. That's a wonder why. Being in an astral plane, move from place to place simply by concentrating upon moving to the desired destination. As with ethereal travel, this gets easier with practice. The astral travel learns the way. The DM should check for encounters three times in the, on the first journey between two points since twice on the second journey and only once in subsequent journeys. Oh, so you're just like zoop. Zoop, that's right. Can you run into somebody? That's what it says. You have to roll for encounters. Well, I mean, no, literally run into somebody. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Like, you know, because things are moving so fast. 
Is there like graphic lines? And then they talk about astral combat here. So there you go. So this. So again, if you want to read all this stuff, look in. Very exciting. You know, it's a little more explanation on deities and demigods. I'm kind of starting to dig it now. Yeah, embrace it. People coming, going. Yeah, it's it's like a portal. You're supposed to zip it out, but you could run into problems. And it's hard because it's hard, like astral projection. Whatever. It's like high level spells. Yeah, astral right? projection. Right. These are high level spells. I right. mean, exactly. So if, if, so if or you need a magic item. Oh. I mean, you know, the planes. Oh. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could dime. rent it? Well, <laughs> I'm sure if you had enough money, you could, because people would be like, oh, thanks, I'll never bring you this. Apart. No, no, please. Collateral. It's like, you're just going to be like, you're going to get collateral. Maybe that'll be on our Antique Artifact Roadshow. You put the money down. You're not stupid, right? Right. You put the money down, and you borrow the ammo of the planes. How much the, yeah, that's right, I wonder how much ammo of the planes cost. It's not cheap. Yeah, but you just so you just have you have to put a deposit down, right? I think. Yeah, I don't want to look it up because but you can. Because it could, well, what are I'm the not odds? looking at any magic items because I don't because again that we're going to do that later. But what are the odds? It's going to be an amulet of the planes. What are the odds that you're going to get an amulet of the planes? Well, you assume you're going to a store that has one. No, no, I meant on the road show, amulet of the planes. Oh, you don't want me to tell you? Sure. Thirty thousand. Well, that's not too bad. That's you for selling it. it, huh? So, so that's for summing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, uh, the, we could do the chair demons. Remember those? You could summon them. Remember we did them. They were one of our monsters. Yeah. yeah they're, they're Remember right. they would come pick up the lawful evil people or evil people? Yeah. That's no. exactly right. Good. You tried to rip them off, didn't you? I did. I did try to rip them off. <laughs> he didn't like that. It's a, he's a da- is he a daemon? He's a daemon, yeah. He's a daemon. A Matt Damon. Right. He's a charm. That's what we called him. That's a demon. That's devil. That's right. I remember him finally. Wait, where devil, can we call that? Yeah, first edition, we have devils. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. So, oh, I'm not good with the letters. Up. Coming up. Uh, Keep going. Flip it and turn. Man, there's a lot of day. What? There you go. There he is. That's the, the main guy. That's the guy. That's his lesser one. Oh, these are the guys, right. The Charon Demon, right. That's Charon. That's the main guy. I don't probably don't want to summon him. No. That's bad news. The Charon Demons are the servants of Charon, boatmen of the lower plane. Oh, but wait a second. Is he only taking me to the lower point? Yes. Oh. <laughs> now you tell me. Hey, you said you want to get on the astral plane. Can you take me to the uh, seven heavens? No. <laughs> Where are we going? He doesn't say anything. Urgh, he just sticks his hand out. <laughs> and, uh, that is not good. Yeah, all right. So they, so that, wow. So they'll actually take me there. Yeah. Oh. The cha- how, do I, how do I summon him? These thin, gray, pale-eyed humanoids. Sounds like me. Yes. Thin, gray, you are a demon. I'm like a charon demon. Yeah, you have your robe. Are more easily summoned. Yes. But are more cunning and malevolent. They're more cunning than charon? Wow. Wow. Charon demons are normally found only on the sticks and may be called by uh, any, oh, any of the conjuration summoning spells listed in the player's handbook. What are the, what are the summonings or conjuring spells? A bunch. Um. Wait, so what do I need to cast? I want to cast, I want to summon a Charon Demon. So I'm a magic user. You mean like summon, not monster wouldn't work. Nah, well, it's, what, it's, what did it say there? It said the any. It said any of the conjuration slash summoning spells. Well, then it would be any. It said any. So. You start from the beginning. What's the first? I'm looking for summoning. What's the, what's the lowest level cleric spell that will work for that? Oh, I was on magic user. Okay. 
Bless is a conjuring summoner nation spell, so maybe you could do curse. Wait, bless? Oh, wait a second. You're yes. saying that, I see what you're saying. Chant is a conjuration summoning. Any of the card, I could do a chant and it would work. That's what you're saying. That's what it says. It does say that. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? So I'm a level one, I'm a half-orc cleric. That's right, you're a half-orc cleric and you need to get to the lower planes. Why? I have no idea. But yes, you could go to the lower planes. I don't know, man. I need to find a way to get higher than level four. And this is the way, that's the place to find out how it can happen, don't you think? Yep. And right to the source. So yeah, so bless. Whoa. So I've got, I'm going to do a bless or a chant. Bless is first level. Yes, you're right. You're right. Why, why blow a second level? I'm going to do a bless spell at level one and a Charon Demon shows up. Potentially. Or prayer. Wait, why potentially? Well, I think there's still got to be a role. Just, uh, you mean every time some idiot wants to, a Charon Demon to come, he's going to come? They're not. Maybe called. Maybe called. But that's just the end. I, I would look under gate to see the percentage of that. Or find familiar, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but wait a second. No, he's like an Uber guy. He's coming. He's making money. Yeah, Ubers have canceled their trips before, so don't... Look, wait, wait, okay, okay, okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I understand that, but here's the deal. You're a Charon Demon, right? Yeah, right. I'm listening. How do you make money? You do fairs, apparently. Exactly. Someone's summon... There's... How many Charon Demons are there? I don't know. It's I don't either. Well, there's one... It was one Can it, Here's a bit better question. Can a druid... Cast call woodland beings and summon. Did it say this is a conjuration? Yeah. Or summon insects. That's better. <laughs> summon insects seems more likely. That's awesome. A druid? Why not? Going to hell, baby. I need to go to hell. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah, I didn't. That's just good stuff. So it's so a Charon demon. So I think so we disagree on this. I, I don't think, disagree. I'm just kind no, of I know what you're saying. No, I agree, and I don't know that I don't agree with you either. Or I, not, I may agree with your disagreement. It just seems like a crank call. I mean, again, the, you know, people pranking Charon Demon—that doesn't sound very. Well, good. that well, that's bad news. But yeah. so, you, so I call to cast a spell. But do I know how to like? How do I know what to do? You know what I mean? It's like okay, well, you do do a call woodland being. Right. Okay. Well, how do I make sure that? A Charon Demon shows up instead of a unicorn. Well, and that's probably what I would have to argue is that you'd have to find a book or something like the, the Charon Demon or whatever it is that tells you how you change the call woodland beings to, oh, I call upon the spirits and I want to summon a woodlander, Charon Demon, to come. Right, right. <laughs> so you'd have to, you have to change the spell in order to do that. Or maybe just some, I don't know, exactly. bloodlettings involved. Right, something, yeah, instead of... Uh, so what you're saying is I can need the app or right. something, like the special app. R right, correct. You, or, or Be careful with this sword here, James. Yes, I saw that. It was lighting up. It was, so it was I angry. think, I think, this is incredible. So I think... Yes, this, this, you know, I can't believe we didn't read this last time. I mean, we must have read it. We just ignored it. Well, that's a great thing about first edition. So, and then when he shows up, he, a magic item, about 10 platinum coins. How much is that? Or two gems, or fifty plus gold pieces value, if not paid. Oh, so he, he demands the money up front just to let you know. Oh, and he will teleport itself. Oh, oh, and well, if you don't pay, can pilots craft through the astral and ethereal planes as well as the low, lower planes? Well, wait, maybe you can go anywhere then, and is occasionally sent to the prime material plane to achieve a person at the behest of Charon, who is the Oina Damon. 
or another powerful evil. So he just grabs you. Right. So you're like, you've been like, you've been doing some good deeds. You're like, you know, you're a lawful evil dude and you've been doing charitable work. And next thing you know, Charon Demon shows up. You're like, oh crap. He's like, Asmodeus wants to talk to you. Do you have to pay, do you think? Or is that like on Asmodeus? You know, like if I'm being. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Who pays in that case? Right. You have to be him. Okay. Even if Charon Demon is paid, there's still a chance. As opposed to be sent by a high level force. Right. So, in other words, that sounds like that that's on. It's on Asmodeus. Well, does Asmodeus have to pay? Maybe. Maybe he pays. Why wouldn't yeah, he? Right. I'm sure he has a credit card account. He yeah. has a credit account. Right. There's still 50% chance that the daemon will betray us. 15, its, yeah. 15, one, five. It's summoners. Well, that's very risky. That's like calling an Uber. It's like a 50% chance like the guy's a murderer. That's terrible. They need to work on their like, service. Either by delivering them to the incorrect place or plane. Oh, that's great. Or leading the party into an ambush of Charon demons. Oh, my gosh. Or Hydra demons. This chance of betrayal can be reduced by additional contribution. So, in other words, everyone knows. It's like if how much you don't you tip, pay? right? You, you know, on Uber, you have to select the tip. You better tip a lot. Oh my gosh! So like you know, it's like that first cab ride in New York, where you don't know what you're doing. Like right. you're the noob, right? So, like you call the chair and demon. They like, drop you off in the middle of nowhere. It's like how much did you tip the chair and demon that first ride? I didn't do any, Ooh. and you lived. And you're alive. You are so lucky, you dude. Know, exactly. I love these guys. When it is angered, goes fine. Well, why would you anger this guy? Oh, so you shouldn't be like, why are you trying to stiff him? Why t- or, or like, why are you taking the BQE? Take the BQE. Right. Traffic's right. terrible at this right. time of the, right? Yeah, why are you doing this way? Right? Why are you going the astral this way? You should go that way. Oh, man, he's going to get very angry. Any being confronted by these glowing eyes must say versus fear or be in terror. Okay, they may summon one to six. These Hydra demons are around a lot. No, they're kind of. They're wimp. They're, I mean, they're pretty powerful, eighth level. Nine plus thirty-six hit dice. Nine plus thirty-six. That's pretty fun. Oh, that's not good. From the sticks, they're telepathic and they're speaking all all language. Oh, wow, they're they're well versed. They're great cabbies. Keep in contact with others of the race at all times. Any person harming Chernium will not get a reply to his or her summons until the summoner has made a suitable sacrifice. Oh, so in other words, you're banned. Yeah, you get blocked. You get, you get blocked. The sacrifice should include rare stones magic. Okay, here's my question. Can the Charon Demon take me anywhere? Because look, no, no, no. I, re- I, I was knew you were going back to this. Right, because that's what I want to know. Are they just like the Uber drivers for everywhere? Because they go to all, they said, to, what, to the outer planes? Well, here's what it says. Yes. You are a parser of sentences. The Charon Demon can pilot its craft through the astral and astral pl- planes as well as the lower plane, and is occasionally sent to the prime material plane. Oh, but it doesn't say through all the outer planes. So I read that as, if you're at the lower planes, you could go back to the prime material through them. If you're on the prime material, you can go to the lower planes through the astral and ethereal plane to get there. The question is, can you be dropped off at the ethereal or astral planes? Could you jump off the boat in the astral plane? Or what? And can I only is my destination only the lower plane? So can I go to any outer plane or only the lower plane? Well, he help? only knows to go to the lower plane. It does say that the boatman of the lower plane. So they're not. Yeah, that would be weird. I mean, they're 
That would be where, like, a charity would drop. Can you drop me off in, like, the happy hunting ground? No, he's not going to do that. Yeah, are you crazy? That so, neighborhood's terrible. So the only thing I think you could do is you could either jump off the boat or he'd abandon you in the astral plane, and then you'd have to figure out how to get to one of the other planes. Right. So this is what you do, Jay. So, so we, what, okay, so I, I've got like the little triptychs or whatever for AAA. This is what you're going right, to do. Right. You're going to take a chair and demon to the astral. You're going to jump off before you go. You need to make sure you jump off right. before you get, because this is bad news. Right, because once she's there, you're, you're done. You're done. Because now it's going to be like, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what, you know, so you, you don't want to like go to the very end. Right, exactly. I don't think so. It's very fast. How do you jump off? It, it, I, you'd have, to, this is where the DM would have to come up with something. If, they, the party would have to. The, the thing with this kind of stuff is the party can't just decide like in the boat they're going to jump off. They better figure this stuff out before they go go do that. Yeah. So now, so the lingering question for us is: Why are we still talking about this? Yes, that's true. Oh no, I love this. this is great. Okay. We should just this for the rest of the show. Okay. That's Forget fine. everything. That's fine. Should you? Should you? Can you? Conjure? Is there a percentage chance? Number one. Yeah. And number two is can anybody, any, can the druid do, do magic use? Sure. You everyone, everyone everyone has illusionists well, have conjured. Are illusionists? Can I know illusionists? I was trying to look it up while we were talking because I know how your brain, I'm starting to think to know how your brain works. I was looking through, I didn't see one. Right. So, Hello from the Azores. He's in the Azores? Wow, good for him. What? Shannon says he's from the, in the Azores. Okay, well. That's impressive. Do you have the globe? That's, it's, uh, it's not in Canada. I know that. Near Africa, if I remember correctly. Spain, España. All right, Conjure, what is it? Summon? Did you say it's near Africa and Spain? Yes. Oh. Is is are... Spain and continent? It's Spain, Africa, okay. North Africa. Got it. Gibraltar, it's to the west. Casablanca. Exactly. Okay. Conjure summoning. Um, yeah, so I'm looking for Conjure. Summon shadow is fifth level. I don't know if that's the... Oh. You have to be pretty high-level illusionist. Oh, yeah. Wow, all these are alterations and illusions. <laughs> Strangely. Strangely. Uh, some divin divination. And assuming we're not using the book that shall not be named or other spells. Well, that would be a good reason later. to use it. All right, yeah, boy. So poor illusion. Wait, maze. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah, so but I'm really fifth, high level. Fifth I'm at, level. I'm at fifth level. Right. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, excellent. At, the Empire grows. Good for him. And at fifth level, what level illusions do I have to be to cast at fifth level? Ninth level? Illusionist. Tenth level. Tenth level. So if I'm in, I can't do it if I'm a gnome, right? What's because a gnome? No, gnome, you're, you're screwed. I can't go to hell? Unless there's a, well, oh, there's an easy way to go to hell. You just become evil and, and, That's uh, right. and, and die. Right. You don't have to go through all that if you just it's one if you want to get back. Attack, right, right. And that's the other part is ah. this doesn't sound like it says they will bring you to the lower planes. It doesn't say it says they will for evil creatures will go get people from the primates. It sounds like to me like a one way trip. Oh. Oh. Right? So so we're there, like how are we getting back? Right. Can we like hop a ride? Because he's had, they, they're heading out to pick up people. Well, know. yeah, you, I'm sure you can mm. try to figure it out, but normally they're not. They're not. It's yeah. not like that. They're at the airport, at the astral plane, at the edge of the yeah. prime material, waiting to pick people up. Charon demon line. Right. There's not a Charon demon line. Okay. Right. They are typically 
they go and, and, and occasionally send to the prime material retriever person at the behest of Charon or Amandi. So that's the way I read it. So I get back to your question. I wouldn't do a role that they would come. If you have the proper things and you, and you found out a way to summon them, to change the summoning spell to do that, I would allow that to happen. But it would be hard to find. Or if I have enough money, maybe. Right. Maybe, right? Right. But you, you, to your point, how do you change the spell to summon a Charon Demon versus the Woodland Being? You, mm-hmm. You'd have to know, there'd have mm-hmm. to be some knowledge you probably don't know about. They didn't teach you that in basic uh, druidical school. Oh, and can I still do our problems casting any of those spells in hell? So then we enter the Q1 problem, which is, I'm in hell, do I have a problem casting that? So if I'm good and I'm casting a blessed spell in hell, it's probably not... Right. Because, you know, you know you, oftentimes you need some, you know, your deity or something. Right, but be, none of that um, will work on the, once you get to the lower hells. This is a problem. This is why you need travel. This is why you go to the trip. That's why you that's have why, a triple yeah. A. You don't do this on your own. I want to go to hell. The tra- travel agent's like, okay, we can do it. Right. It's going to cost you, and it's going to be risky. Yeah. But we can do it. Right. Okay. Cool. That, and as opposed to going on you know, the Expedia or whatever of that time and figuring it out yourself. Do, you don't want to be your own travel agent with this. Not thing. on this one. You want to have a good guide because at best, the Charon Demon may turn against you. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Spell research. All right. That was good. Do I want to do another one? <laughs> Gee, why are you wavering now? Come on. One more. All right. One more. Let's try. Okay. What other race? This is a good one since you like your demi. What other races of spellcasters besides humans may be encountered in the astral plane? Oh, what other races of spellcasters? Can be encountered? Yes, in the astral plane. Oh, well... This kind of ties into your gnome thing. I mean, why wouldn't... Why, I don't understand why you wouldn't potentially encounter... Or you could encounter anybody traveling there. I mean, I don't know why an elf magic user... So who could be the magic users? Half-elves? Half-elves The supposition is they don't have high enough... Oh, but there's all sorts of... I guess. Right. There's all sorts... Of, I, I think the answer is... Well, the only other ones that can be magic users are elves and half-elves, and it is possible to encounter them because they would have found a way to travel in the astral plane. Is that your final answer? Even if they are not high enough level to cast a spell. That is my final answer. Okay. Oops. He says, Very few. Elven wizards, 11th magic, might be... Might discover using might be discovered using astral spell from a scroll, but no demi-human cleric or spellcaster of other sorts would likely be found. The DM may have an encounter take place with a party of NPCs, includes a seven-level gnome illusionist, possibly multi-class, who successfully use an astral spell from a scroll of illusionist spells. Party might also meet a high-level thief, tenth or higher of any race except half-orc, who also use some scroll to be taken to the astral plane with. With or without such partners. For all practical purposes, assume 95% of all spellcasters responsible for bringing a group to the astral plane are human. The other 5% may be set up as special encounters. So, I mean, I give you a ding-ding, because you basically said the same thing. Thank you. Why uh, illusions have an astral spell? Why am I, or is it because it's a magic, because I can use it because it's a magic? Why am I, an illusion, a gnome illusionist, able to use an astral? I think the astral spell is a seventh-level spell. Yeah, seventh-level astral spell, illusionist. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, oh, so that means that, oh, so they could get an illusionist scroll. That's very interesting. 
Same as seventh level. Okay, very cool. That was good. I actually enjoyed that. That was good. And and the good news, Dan. Yes. Look how many more questions there are. Wow. So this is gonna. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Um. Oh, there's their map. See, I'm their map ready. They're very well prepared. I was. I. I tried. I tried. Try to try to try. Okay, so that was uh, sage advice, uh, and that worked out way better than I thought it was good. So good, good job there. Get exclusive content, a behind-the-screen look at the podcast, and a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grogtalk. All right, well, with that, we're up to our next episode or next segment, which is we haven't done this in a couple weeks, you, uh, but we're ready to continue our Beric and Dane Kanan's excellent Greyhawk adventure. So what's this about, Dan? This is where we have two characters, two PCs, and their buddies, they right. each have a buddy, are doing a hex crawl through Greyhawk. And we randomly rolled where they would start, and they started in the area of the Sea Barons. As you may recall, they started in the area of the Sea Barons, and we are using PCs from a packet of the Goldenrod character sheets that I bought off of eBay a couple of years ago. Right. These were filled in already, and one is Farrakh. He is an 11th level illusionist. Uh, he's from the Valley of the Mage, and Den Kanan is a 17th level magic user, also from the Valley of the Mage. We were cast out. Right. We're trying to get back. We rolled for this, didn't we? We're trying to get back to, are we trying, I think we're trying to prove our innocence. We're trying to prove our innocence or retake what has been taken from us. We were, we were accused. Of vivisection. Of vivisection. Right. And Which we don't for, know. For if, those who don't know, is the live cutting up of people. Right. And we each rolled. And I don't know whether we did or not. We use the angry mind dice. Right. You know whether Den Kanan, who you is your guy, right. whether he did it. And I know whether Farrakh did it, but we don't know. No, if each other, correct. But in any event, we both proclaim our innocence. Right. And it's like a game of Clue. And we're trying to get back to the Valley of the Mage. Yes. Because we've been, I mean, I don't know. We don't know. We really don't have a plan. We don't have a plan. <laughs> zero. We have zero because we were banished to this area. We were teleported out. With a ship. With ships. We were brought to an area of water. Right, with ships. And then vanished. That's right. With a crew, apparently. A large crew, and, and a lot of gold, so. Tons of gold, and the good news is, and we're, we, had, we had some supporters, right? We did. We did. And your supporter, your main supporter, was... was Ingwald. Yes. Oh, you're right, it is a G. Is, is that a G? Yes, Ingwald. That's right. Right. Safe right. He is from the Barrier Peaks. The half veggie pygmy. He is a half veggie mm, yes. pig. Boss plane. Yes, he sounds like a uh, tattoo. Yes, Ingwald is the son of a veggie pygmy and a female adventurer. Exactly. Wow, that's our that's that's to be for our next Valentine's show. <laughs> and my buddy is Cerdic, not Cedric. Cerdic Sinwise, whose patron deity is Confucius. And uh, there we go. And we. On the last episode, we were in, we went to, I'm getting out the Greyhawk map here. We were in the Sea Barons area, and we went to Oakenheart. 
He did go to Okinawa. Right, Okinawa, uh, which is on an island in the Sea Barons territory. And we met a, the 13-year-old Baroness, Baron, right? Right. Baroness of Oakenheart, and we took the, we, we gave uh, fealty, loyalty, right? To, we are members. We are members of, right? That's right. Allegiance. We, we became, a, we sung the song. Do you remember the song? Um, Sea Baron, something about high and low. I remember it. Why was that not on, like, have you ever done, you, know, you don't play that one. You sing in that. <laughs> I'm a sea baron, high and low. Whether uh, high or whether low, I'm a sea baron. Oh, 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 the sea baron. It's a classic, instant classic. So we'll move over, Joan Jett. That's okay, right. so, uh, and we uh, went there, and the sea barons, if I recall correctly, were being summoned to war right. on the mainland, right. and we agreed to head north to protect from incursions by the snow baron, the snow barbarians. Yes. While the main forces were over on the mainland, fighting uh, in this war. Correct? Correct. Yes, we 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 chose to go to the Solnar Ocean to patrol to protect if the um, snow barbarians were come to assist the uh, the enemies of the Great Kingdom. And that and the is... sea barons have fealty to the Great Kingdom. There it is. Okay. All right. That's where we are. So what, what we asked folks to do was to come up with ideas of what this adventure was going to be like. So I have prepared a list of them, and a uh, list being very small, so you can roll a D4. That <laughs> was not like the D. The, I had 19, I think, last yeah. time. But, but 17 came from one person. Right. We, wow. have, right. we have a D4. Okay, D4. Three. Three. Okay. Okay. We are we are ready. So you are the way this is. I'm the DM slash player, and you are the player. Yes. And we are now going to figure out what's going on. So first thing we need to do is do the weather. Oh, I'm glad you remembered. That's what I was reaching for. So we are heading to Dragon that, Magazine. Like, okay. So much stuff here, James. Isn't isn't it right there? Greyhawk weather. There. Is that the weather? Oh, really? Where? Not it right there? No. Oh, that's Greyhawk update. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's in Dragon Magazine oh, 68, which oh, I have here. So I we're going to do the weather. So I'm in the, we're in the ocean. We have we're our boat. Sol- that's right. We're in the Solnar Ocean. We're in the Solnar Ocean, far away from home. And I need you. So this is from weather from the world of Greyhawk. So uh, who's rolling for the weather? Uh, if you want to roll? I will. Okay. So DM's option, of course, we love extreme lows so I, or highs. So I need you to roll percentile dice. So I'm on page 45 of Dragon Magazine number 68. All right, so here comes percentages. This this is to see if it's it's unusual. 35. It is normal temperatures. Now. I believe we said this was January. It is January. Or a version of January that we have. We're sort of in, yes, this is fire seek. Fire seek. Fire seek. So in fire seek, the base temperature is 30. Two and how much we're like in Memphis area, if I recall correctly. Do you remember how, how much plus or minus we are? Yeah, we are 30, 30, 30. Oh, okay. So we have to adjust that. Yes. Right? Here's the crickets as you figure this out. Go ahead. I don't know. Idea. Wait, why do I actually? You're the DM, dude. Okay, well, give it to me then. Yeah, that's awesome. Watch out, this thing's falling apart. You know, you get yes. it to me. I'm sorry. It's been moved around in my of backpack course. too much. No problem. Oh, here's the fancy table. 
Yeah, look at that. It's got look at that. Okay, standard. All right, so uh, DM's option. We did 35, which is normal, Normal correct? temperature, yes. All right, so uh, roll D100 for conditions. Okay. 31. 31 is partly cloudy. Okay. Roll percentages. See if it's raining. 80. It is not raining. Oh. And to determine if it is, roll, give me a D6. One. One. Okay, roll a D10. Five. Five. It is slightly warmer. It's 37 degrees base temperature. Okay. So, oh, it's kind of cool. But it's not that bad. Right. Oh, but wait, you have an adjustment because we're at the ocean. That's correct. So what's the adjustment? Is so it the adjustment is minus four if it's cold current, which I think we said last time. So it's 32 degrees. It's barely above freezing. Oh, but it's not okay. But it's not snowing. It's not raining. Right. Because right. the last time it was, it was a downpour. Well, actually, it's minus. I'm sorry. We're, we're at sea. We're farther. We're more yes. than one hex from coast. So um, what did you roll for your chance of precipitation? I think I rolled an 80. 80. Okay. No, it's not raining, but the wind is, 10 miles, is, is faster than 10 miles an hour. Okay. And so because of that, there's a wind chill factor. All right, so uh, what is the chance of the wind? How fast is the wind going? We don't. How, it doesn't, does it? it? There's no. No effect. It's no effect because it's still only 10 miles an hour. Okay. So, but wind mile, so it is effectively 21 degrees outside the wind chill. So it's cold. It's cold. Okay, and but, it's, but it's, it's, it's not raining, it's not snowing. Nope. I like it. That's nice. Okay, yeah. so some decent weather. It's a brisk winter day out okay. there. Got it. Okay, so that's. Do I see? Is there like ice uh, block chunks floating by? No, I mean you're deep in the ocean. I would say that comes from you oh, know some like northern realms. It would have to come down probably in the springtime. Okay, so I assume I'm heading north. All right. So the uh, the the Lucius Newberry and uh, Cedric's Folly are 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 moving forward. With the galley, which is unnamed, because remember we, I don't, we the never, galley that shall not be the named. The galley shall not be named. Are headed north towards, uh, towards, towards the Solnor Ocean, Solnor Ocean. Right. I'm patrolling. The winds are whipping across, and um, and I have the flag now. I got the right. I've got the the, the blue the flag the silver the, fish. Yes, right. You have the flag of the silver fish above your mast, and you are. We are he headed north. Did we get uniforms? I don't think you would got uniforms. Shields with the crash. Maybe uh, I don't know. Did we didn't ask for anything? I don't. I mean, we didn't ask. All so right. Well, we got the flag. We, we got the colors. We don't get anything. Okay. So it, as as this as the, the the first part of the day is uh, is in, you can see the roll of d twenty for me. Okay. Now we're rolling for encounters. Ten. Uh, you do not get an encounter in the morning. Roll another d ten. Two. Uh, nothing at this point. In the late, as as the sun is about to set at uh, early, obviously this part of the latitude or longitude latitude, um, it's it's winter time, so it's early afternoon. It's starting to get dusk. Uh, you notice in the distance uh, there are two vessels that uh, appear, you know, approximately uh, a mile or two ahead of you. To the north, probably. Yes, to the north. Correct. Two vessels. Yes. That's all you can see. Two spots uh, are on the horizon. Okay. Well, I advance because we are here to patrol the Solonar Ocean 
or snow barbarians. How far have I gone, sir, in the Solnar Ocean? I, I'm going to say that you are, we started from here. We've, okay. we've, we've traveled about a week, so we're, we're over here. Oh, so you didn't close that deep area there. Got it. Okay. So about just Because we were supposed to patrol this area. This was the area we were supposed to okay, so I'm a, Okay, so kind of like east of Carport Bay in the North Province. Got it. Right. Um, well, I am going to... Um, ooh, I don't have... Let me see the magic user. I don't think I have any... Let me check out my... Oh, you rolled for the spells, didn't you? I did. I have spells. What would you like to know? Do I have anything that, anything that would mask, you know? No, not, nothing to mask. You have... For those playing at home, he has... Shield, detect magic times four, levitate times five, lightning bolt times three, dispel magic times three, haste blink, fire shield, charm monster times three, confusion, cone of cold, conjure water elemental times two, big V's forceful hand, geese times two, big V's grasping hand, uh, MSV, morning cadence, uh, monster sum summoning monster five. Monster summoning five, that's right. Symbol and power word blind. Those are your spells. Okay. All right, I'm not doing anything. I'm waiting, but I'm putting everyone on alert. All right, you're on alert. You continue to head north. Now you're within uh, a couple of miles. And you notice there is, um, clearly there is a, there's this, this, the difference in size of the ships is quite dramatic. There's the one ship which is approximately one-third the size of a larger ship. The larger ship has a single sail and has many oars and is moving towards and is hurling arrows, flaming arrows at this other ship. This other ship is much smaller, and it appears to have only a ballista that's shooting back at it. Uh, the, the one ship has already caught some fire, the smaller ship. Um, as you get closer, you do notice that uh, the insignia of, of the, the longer ship, which has just basically one, um, it has you know, one symbol it has the thing of the frost barbarians. Oh, so I would know this. Okay. Yes, you would know this. So this is like the beginning of Star Wars, basically. Basically, it's the beginning of Star Wars, correct. Okay, with the big ship, right. So you see this, it appears to be, so I'm looking in the folio, page, it's, it's number 49, so it's five from the right. One, two, it's, it appears to have a blue um, circle, and it has a number of, I don't know what those things are. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, so, I, but I know. But so you I'm see, smart see it on the, on, on this thing itself. Yes, you've been, I mean, we've been briefed that these are, these are the Frost Barbarians. The other ship has no, has, has an empty sail. Okay, an empty sail. All right. And they're coming at me. Well, they, you are moving towards them. Yes. The, the smaller ship is trying to get away from the longer ship, the bigger ship. I am going to... Keep my distance and watch what is unfolding. Okay. In other words, the, the smaller ship seemed to be coming from the... It does not have any colors. It, it doesn't, doesn't have any colors. It doesn't have the Sea Baron's colors. Correct. It's not my problem. Doesn't have any, it doesn't have any colors. I direct that we watch from a distance. Okay. So as you see, the, 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 the longer ship, which has basically one sail, uh, has a number of arrows being shot at it. Uh, is shooting from it. from it, and the other ship is now slowing down as uh, it appears it's being it's the flames and the arrows have taken its toll, and it's it's going to be boarded at some point. Okay, I do nothing. Okay, I do nothing. 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to see what I'm going to let this play out. All right. So as you you see that now the other the smaller ship has 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 stopped forward motion. It's basically whatever's left of the tattered burning sail is is causing it to move slightly again, you know, the wind was keeping it going forward, but it's definitely the the longer ship is catching up with it with a combination of sail and oar. And at the time, you then notice that um it appears between the ships a fog, a, a patch of fog magically appears, which uh, give me an intelligence check for oh. your one guy. Also, if you've got like a fog cloud here. Yes, yes. you would notice that this, that this is some kind of arcane magic has, has appeared between the two ships. I have a spell count. Okay, coming from the large one to the small one. No, coming from the small one to the large one. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay, I, I continue to watch. I hope I'm not disappointing anybody, but, you know, this does not, I have a mission, and I don't, you know, this, this does not well, seem to be What is your mission? Bear. My mission is to protect this, protect the Sea Baron's territory. Okay. There's no, I see no, say there's no Sea Baron's collar with the smaller boat. Right. And the larger one is clear as the Frost Barbarian, so I'm not... I'm not going to let the Frost Barbarians pass through toward the Sea Baron's territory, but I don't know why I would get involved in this situation, even though... You I'm are not... neutral. I mean, that's what Den well, Kanan is. Well, you're, you're, your and, guy's good. Well, I know he's good, but that doesn't mean that he's, he's a policeman. Right. You know, I mean, I have no idea what's... I, I, how do I know that these, these people didn't steal things from Frost Barbarians? I know absolutely nothing. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, as you're watching from a distance... You notice, uh, well, how long are you going to stay watching this? Oh, I'm watching for a while because I'm going to wait to see what these Frost Barbarians do. Uh, um, these Frost Barbarians, there is going to be trouble if these Frost Barbarians start heading south. Yes. They're going to need to turn. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm staying. This okay. is what I do. I'm not going to let a Frost Barbarian. I'm not that far. The Frost Barbarians seem to be kind of far. Yes. From where, yeah, so I'm not happy about this. So I'm definitely going to... Okay. Stay and watch. Very good. So as over the next hour, the ship, uh, the ship is overtaken by the larger ship. The, and, and you notice this is a small cutter, basically. The long ship is the, during that time, there appears to be a boarding action. Some combat must have ensued. And at this point, you watch the remains of the smaller ship. As this is happening, as they're boarding, now I'm moving up. Okay. So I'm moving up as they're boarding. I'm looking for a time where I think maybe, and I don't know how quickly I can get there, but I'm looking for a time where they're sort of like, you know, indisposed. So it will take so you about 30 minutes to be in range of them to start combat. Okay, I'm going to move I'm going to move into the range of combat as they are as they start to board, I'm moving into range. Okay. So during that time, now you're in range you notice that the smaller ship has been heavily damaged and appears to be listing and, and probably will be sinking soon. There appears to be cleaning up some action. The, the barbarians have captured some folks and have, are taking people off. Now we are within um, combat range. So as we heard, learned from episode uh, 97, we are now going to leverage the Windjammer rules, which, of course, I'm sure you've listened to the whole episode, right, and understand the rules. I've highlighted it and underlined it. And Correct. Tabbed. I just forgot my copy. Right. I, I assume that was the case. So the good news is um, 
we're going to make this was going to be a simplified version of this. And the reason it's simplified is your ship, our ships, have our our frigates. Um, so we have you have the ability to do some very fun thing, which is you your ship our ships are uh, have a number of ballista and mangonels, mangonels which cast fire rocks at people. So I. So the question for you is, are you going to attack? No, you? not yet. You're going to move? You're going to continue? I'm, I'm hailing. Oh, like Star Trek. You're hailing. Okay, well then roll a d10. Okay. Six. And this is, this is Farrakh who is be doing this. Farrakh the Illusionist. Okay. It, it, it is tied. They, so you're, what are you saying? I say, ahoy. Ahoy there. Ahoy. Cross barbarians. Ah. I hope that's not an insult. Well, do they go by that. I think that <laughs> says it on the map. I think it's okay. It's those who have been named Frost Barbarians. <laughs> Frost, ahoy, Frost Barbarians! What, what business do you have in these waters? The waters of the sea barrens. I probably don't know anything about like. There's probably like no like border or like, no. international treaty. That's right. Okay, uh, Frost Barbarians, uh, what are you doing so far from your homeland? It is none of your concern there. Sea Baron thing. This, 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 uh, this action is. You have no claims to this area. Stand, stand away, or be boarded by us. Uh, we, we do not desire any conflict with you, Frost Barbarians. Uh, what has happened here is indeed your business. However, you shall not proceed south, so you have no business there. That is the area of the Sea Barons. And so we simply request that you return to your waters, and there shall be no harm done to you. So what, as you're talking, you hear a smaller voice what, uh, that's at the far end of the uh, ship that is sinking scream at you all, I ask, for, I ask for relief, maritime relief. We are being assaulted by pirates. They are pir- this is piracy. Uh, and it's and you notice it's a a, a, a a diminutive voice coming from a female gnome, which is at the back of the ship. The, the one that is going down. Yes. And the snow barbarians are making no, frost barbarians are making no effort to save this gnome. No. Well, well she, she has you know. I mean, it's hard to tell, but she's at the far end of the ship, and and they can't get to her because uh, the ship has taken so much damage. They've taken what they can, and now the ship is sinking. Uh. Frost barbarians, we will try. They've taken people. Yes, they've, right. They've taken some of the crew and some of these uh, what appears to be non-crew members. Frost barbarians, we sh- we shall save the life of the person who is the gnome, who is uh, in danger going down. Uh, we are not engaging in any harmful attacks toward you. Do you understand? Stand back. You have nothing to do with this. This is our. We claim this vessel. This you, is our this is our seas. You may have the vessel, but you will shall not this gnome shall not die. They have forfeited their lives by not surrendering when we gave them the chance. R. Just a minute. <laughs> okay, back to it. <laughs> I need a doctor this badger pig me. <laughs> hey badger pig me. All right, let me listen. I really oh, so I'm talking to well, you're in this game too, sort of, right? Yes. yes you play too. So, Farrakh. So I'm like, I am Farrakh. 
You're on the other boat, though. You are fair. Yeah, you, you have are. to. You have to signal to us, basically. Right. <laughs> hey, you, hey, no, hey, prosper barons, just don't listen for a second, okay? <laughs> I mean, perhaps maybe Den Kanan can use his uh, uh, crystal ball with ESP, and you can tell me what you're thinking. There you go. You know, I say that you know. Look, I, I'm, I, I'm not inclined to get into a fight with these. I mean, we could do this. But, I mean, this is not really our mission. I mean, this was not our, this boat was not a sea baron's boat. They're pretty far from the land. I mean, I don't think that we were here just to kill frost barbarians, snow barbarians. I believe the frost barbarians are aligned with the bone march, right? Weren't we, weren't we trying, weren't we worried that the bone march was attacking the northern province? That was the whole thing. And they were aligned with the sea snow barbarians. Oh, is that true? I don't know. You wrote the last adventure. That's what I remember from. I mean, I knew that there's been incursions. I don't remember hearing anything about the Frost Barbarian. We did not get a list of the Axis and the Allies. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, I'm inclined. If you're inclined, you want to attack, I guess we could do that. Um, you know? I mean, you know, so the question is, would the Sea Barons, would they attack uh, if, the, uh, if they ran it? They probably, I guess they probably would, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You inclined to attack? You know, I mean, I, you know. Ah, uh, well, we should kill them either way. I mean, they're... Who's this talking? That's... The Vegepigmy? The Vegepigmy, of course. Oh, yeah, Ingwald. Ingwald, yeah. Kill um, them all. Eat their rotting flesh. Well, if they're not going <laughs> to let us save this poor person, that doesn't seem very nice. All right. Let's, I guess we can do it. All right. What do you think? What do you think, Ben Kanan? Well, I think we should uh, try to repel them with our weapons, and then if, yeah. they, if they sail away, great. If not, we fight them. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. So We're going to attack. You, Windjammer time. Yeah, I'm going to simplify this for you because it's more trouble than it's worth for you. So uh, roll initiative. So you, you're going to put your ships in position to shoot yes. your weapons. Roll a d10, actually. Seven. Six. Oh, eight. Okay, so um, they realize you're moving into attack position, so they start trying to sail away. Oh. So uh, headed north. They're starting to turn north. So your choices, you, you've declared to attack, so roll d20 a number of times. How many times? Uh... Let's see, you have, this, the ships I've determined have six ballista and four mangonels. So roll ten times. I rolled an, an eight, an eight. And, you, and who is your, your other guy? He's like a second level fighter? A nine. Wait, who is? You, the the highest, level pers- highest level fighter is the com- commander of the, the artillery. So I'm on your oh. ship. Okay. Who's the other guy? He's like a first level oh, fighter. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, you mean my, you mean my Cerdic? Yeah, Cerdic? Cer- Cer- Cedric, yeah. Cerdic. Cerdic. Yeah, Cerdic. Cerdic. That's correct. <laughs> I think that's what he was going for, don't you think? It's strange, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, that's, that's why I think they're 12. Yeah, he's a level one fighter. That's what you're attacking as. Okay, you need a uh, 16. Okay, well, all right. So I'm rolling 10 times and trying to get a 16. Yep. Well, I'm 0 for 3. I rolled a 1. Do I fumble no, and sink no, my boat? There's no fumbling. Okay. A 7. Five. 19. 19. is a hit. Good. No, 1. 13. What did I need? 20. So you need a 19. You need 16. I'm sorry. Okay. 16. 
Seven. I'm one for seven. Sixteen. One for eight. One for nine. I'm one for okay. ten. Now, now uh, Igwald attacks. He's a fifth level, so he needs an eleven. Ten as well? Yes. O for one. O for two. O for three. That's a one it. for four. Yep. One for five. One for six. One for seven. One for eight. Oh, there you go. Oh, is that a double damage? No, it doesn't two, do two for nine. A two for ten. All right. So, so one and two. All right. So you get to roll a couple of times on the fire table. So I need to go to DMG 54 for fire damage. Okay. This, this is why you don't do this in the, your game. Oh, I would not have. Yeah, no, I would have had them flee <laughs> immediately. Here, take the boat. All right, roll 3d6. Okay. I'm totaling these together. Yep, Obviously, that's right. 11. Uh, 11. Moderate damage, okay. And then roll 3d6 again. 3, 5, 7. 7. Okay, so you did it. And roll a d6. 2. 2, okay. So you did a total of 5 points of damage and roll 5d4. 5, 5 points of damage? Five, that whole boat? Yes, 5 points of damage to it. And rolling a d4. Actually, it was 6 with the Bellista hit. So 6. And roll, roll 64. Two, three, six, eight, eleven, twelve. Twelve points. Okay, so twelve of the crew fall off. Oh, They're, nice! They wow. either fall off or were killed. What from, did I hit them with? Well, you hit them with a ballista, one ballista shot, and two uh, basically launches of fire uh, yeah. lit boulders hit it, causing you know collateral damage through that. Ah. The ship, the other ship is trying to move away. Unfortunately for them, your ship is faster. Our ship with, with sail is slightly faster. So eventually, you're going to, next, in the next combat, uh, okay, now I know what they're going to do. Okay. Uh, roll, roll initiative. Okay, roll initiative. Roll d10, sorry. Oh, d10. One. A one, simultaneous. So you notice they're coming around to attack you. So you can shoot your weapons again. So I'm rolling 10. 10. I'll roll for my guy just to get this done faster. How's that? One hit. Miss. Miss. Now these are the mangonolds. Okay, one mangonold and one thing. So total of I was two in the first one. What did I need in the first one? 13? Yes. And what I need the second one? I just did the second one. Oh, you just have so yeah, two. I did two. Two? Okay. All right, so roll 3d4. Three D, three D because we're going to try to move this forward. Ten. All right, ten. So 50. So now there's 58 of them. And in the meantime, now that we're in range, um, Den Kanan is going to shoot a lightning bolt at the... Nice. Yes, do it, Den Kanan. Start it from the rear, from the from the rear of the ship back because um, he's trying to avoid killing the other people. That's true. Don't kill the crew. Collateral damage. Well, not the crew. The, the prisoners. Yeah, taken. I mean the prisoners. Yeah. All right. So roll seventeen d six. I should cast Phantasmal Killer. Yeah, you could. I'm casting Phantasmal Killer. Let, I don't even know what it is. I know it sounds great. Okay. Ten, how many? Ten of these? Yeah, roll that five more times. Okay. Four more times. Okay, so that's six. Because he's, he's a 17th level magic user. 15. 29. Uh-huh. 42. 
42, okay. 42, and that does that. All right. So I'm going to make a general saving throw for them in groups of five. So about uh, 30 of them, you see this lightning bolt streak across the, you know, through the front of the bow all the way towards the back. And a number of them fall off burning and electrified in, in horror. Yeah, I guess when you're a 17th level magic, you pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. So, um, and now the ship, their ship is on fire. Their, their ship is on fire. The mast is burning and it's sort of slowing down because it's the people who were rowing, they're, they're, most of them have been uh, killed as well. How are we going to save the crew? I mean, not the crew. How are we going to save the uh, four captives? Oh, wait, what about that boat that's going down? Is that Gnome drowning? Well, it's about to fall into, she's about to fall into the water. So well, don't we have like a dinghy or something like that? We have, uh, well, I don't know. One of we my do. guys has, remember what he has? Yes, what do you have? You're, you're done Canaan. Yes, I have something that's useful. You do. You have a bag of holding. Oh, you have, you have a free bottle. Yes, that and something else. Hold on. Well, it's your character, so I don't know why you Portable you, you boat. do it. Oh, I have a folding awesome. boat. Oh, awesome. All right, so, you, so some of them are going to get into the folding boat? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can order them to do that, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I do have to roll for some of the prisoners now, since I did use a lightning bolt on that, because I guess I don't care about Hey, look prison. at this. I have a plus one dagger, plus two larger than man size. Oh, there you go. That's the other way. All right. Uh, okay. Just, oh. So, okay, he, he did not survive. It have been a rod of rulership. What it is, he did not survive. He survived. There. Okay. All right. So, uh, make a long story short, uh, our, the ships, the, the enemy ship, the Frost Barbarian ship, starts slowing down uh, because it's now on fire. Many of its people have been burned uh, and electrocuted beyond belief. You, t uh, you take a. Uh, a number of the crew take the folding boat and uh, reclaim the gnome as just as the ship is uh, claim, falling into the water. So they pick her like a ret rat out of the water. And uh, <coughs> your, the crew, our crew of you know, 150 people, we, we quickly subdue. And uh, unfortunately, the lightning bolt has killed all the leaders of the, of the captain and the lane crew. There's a couple, there's probably a dozen or so oarsmen and sailors that have been captured. Um, and you notice there are... Oh, I do need to save for this guy. Let's see. Let's see. Don't look. Oh, what's this? He's, is he a minotaur? Does he have horns? That's right. Does he have That's right. Does he have horns? That's is he like a skeleton, like a bone devil-looking dude? Uh, no. Is he a big blob with eyes? <laughs> Yes, that's right. You see, you see a giant blob with eyes. Did you look? Yeah, that's exactly what you see. Um, survive. Yes. I'm going to give, what did I roll, 13? That's pretty good. Saving. Uh, all right. Where is it? Come on. All right. And we're flipping, and we're turning, and we're flipping, and we're turning, and we're flipping. And we're turning, saving throw versus spell. Oh, that's, that's too bad for him. Mm. So um, you notice uh, on the ship, again, there's a handful of people who've survived. Uh, 12 or so of the oarsmen in that. You also, uh, 
see this very amorphous creature that's been fried and, and electrocuted. Like it's, it's humanoid shape, but is completely devoid of any features. I'd say Smoldering. to one of the surviving crew members, what was that? Uh, he got, I don't know, we got him from the other ship. It was, and, and, you know, oh, they got him from the other ship? Yeah, he was one of the crew. Oh. He, it was something from the other crew. I, I don't know, he was some sailor. And, and I don't know, you hit that. Whatever you did to us. No, better than no. No, what was that creature? I, I, I don't have any idea. That's, she was on the, they were on the crew. We, we were trying to get to uh, Rat, Ratic. That's where we were headed towards when we were waylaid by the snowbird brains. Thank you for saving us. Where's Ratic? Here. Oh, Ratic. Oh. Ah, okay. So how many people are so how many are left? So, so their ship is their their ship both ships are done. Yeah, the the, other, the other ship is on fire and eventually. And the other one sank. is sank. Right. The, the other the one. other one, the gnome ship is sank. So there is um there are there is the gnome. Right. There is a oh is the scaler. There is a a human. There are there are th there are three humans. Uh, there yes, there's three humans. I'm sorry, two humans and uh, the gnome who've survived. Two humans the, and a gnome have survived. The gnome you picked off and two others, and they are and. Um, yeah, they, 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 they appear to be pilgrims, the other two people. Who are you, who are you pilgrims of? Who do you worship? Who do, who do, how dare you ask that? That is rude. We have saved your lives. And thank you for that. Was <laughs> that wrong? What's your alignment? <laughs> I started speaking alignment time to them. Um, okay, so what was your, what was your business? What, what was your business in Ratchet? There are many spies in these waters. And we patrol these waters. Well, we are members of the Sea Barons. Ah, well. We patrol these waters to protect them. We, you, you are in their waters. You, we are entitled to know what your business is here. Well, then you should know that the, the Principality of Rattic is, is sworn allegiance to the Northern Province and the Great Kingdom. So we are both allies. You've, you have saved, you've saved the rightful... Folks, travelers from there. So thank you for this. You are from Rattic or you are heading to Rattic? We are headed towards Rattic. We have business there. Very well. Very so, well. So uh, we ask that you take us to Rattic so we can finish, finish our business there. We will take you to Rattic. Clearly, his... Uh, he, the the Lord Baron of Rattic, his valorous prominence will be will appreciate your assistance. We will take you to Rattic. Is your is your is it important business that you have? We in think it's extremely important. Something we need to communicate to, right to the Baron himself. I understand. I apologize for prying into your important and secret business. Well, it's not secret. It's just not for you to know. That's what I call secret. <laughs> we will take. Uh, we will. We will take you to. We will take you to the port town of Marner, ah. the capital of Rattic. Yes, as you know, this area, you know, Rattic has been over. Over has been uh, the bulwark 
against those in the Bone March has been, and it can barely survive the incursions of the humanoid tribes there. And so our, our mission potentially could assist them. This isn't, well, it's of course we know this. It's not like we simply were transported, say, from the Valley of the Major something that would be ridiculous. <laughs> of course, we know all about the inner workings of the geopolitical issues in this region. Yes, if, if, we are, if, if our mission is successful, this could finally break the stalemate and allow the northern province and Rattic to, to end the humanoid incursion of Bone March and eventually free it back to its, and, re, and restore a ruler that has not been there for generations. Hmm. We shall, we shall go to Rattic. All right, we're off to Rattic. That's right. So next time, you're going, we're going to go to Rattic to the, um, uh, give me a, uh, give me a wisdom check for all four characters. Okay. So we're going to start with Surtic. Yep. has a wisdom of 13, a two. Oh, he nailed it. Then Kanan, nine. Then Kanan nails it. Look, my guy's going to be the only ones not to make it. Beric has a wisdom of eight. Yeah. He fails. And Ing oh, no, Ingwald's your guy, right? Yeah, Ingwald's the other. Ingwald, everyone makes it but me. Eric. Uh, the All three out of the four of my The ones who <laughs> So during the travels towards the towards the sea, it's it's gonna take a few days to get there. Um, you obviously scuttle both ships, you collect some supplies, spears, these other things, you uh, you know, there's some amount of gold that you hand out to the troops because you have a million gold, we have a million gold pieces or something like that. Um you notice that during the conversations, you have dinner with these th three folks, and um, you notice the two, uh, the two, well, the, the one pilgrim refers to another pilgrim as a nephew occasionally. He'll, they'll be talking, he says, yes, my dear nephew. And the other one, when uh, the, the other two refer to the gnome as a cousin. Got it. Okay. All right. Which was, they don't seem related. Well, obviously, one's a gnome and two are humans. Right. So you don't know what, why that is. Okay. All right. So for next time, we will be headed to the town. It'll be your turn to figure out what happens at the town. At the town, right. So people uh, come up with ideas, right, and post them on the Discord, at the Discord channel for right. the uh, Farrakh and Den Canaan adventure. And their excellent adventure. Uh, we're headed to Marner. So come up with ideas on what would happen either on our way or upon our arrival at Marner in Raytech. Right. Okay. Now, to kind of, because I think it'll be helpful for people to know what's happened. Yes. Um, so this, this one was the one that you select, that one was rolled, was that actually these folks mm -hmm. are are spies from the Scarlet Brotherhood. Oh. And they're looking for something there. I'll leave it at that. Uh, it's, it's in the Discord for people who are out there. So you can leverage that, what's going to happen. But they are from the Scarlet Brotherhood. And there was supposed to be a doppelganger that was supposed to come onto the ship and take over for one of our crew members. But, of course, he got fried uh -huh. during the encounter. And do we know, so do we get to know who are these, who is the rogues gallery? Ah, so the Remember. so for for people who want to play at home, one of the guys is a um, 
He is number 25, 26 of, of the monk. Oh, so he's not like uh, no, he's not Errol Otis's character. No, 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 no. He's not. Or, or what? Or, or, or he's yeah. not what tensor. Yeah, he's not tensor. Yeah, he's not uh, Rob. What's it? Big B. Robillard. He's not Big B or Robillard. Right. He's not Eric's cousin. Draw Jim. Grim's Grimslade. Oh, because you were looking that up. I'm like, whoa, is this Ernie guy? Guy is this like his barbarian characters? Oh, let's see, Ernie's. Let's see, Ernie's character. Well, Ernie's was Eric's cousin. That was one of them. And Gene, or it's not uh, sit title Drondar Northman, who's Gene Wells's character. Uh-huh. So yes, so there, so that's what you know. So who are they? So they're just number. Oh, one is number twenty-five, twenty-six in the thief table. One is number ninety-two in the assassins table, and one is I rolled double zero twice. Oh, on so that is a multi uh, multi class character, and I rolled. Um, I rolled a thief illusionist. Okay. Got it. Okay. That's what you have. Got it. So they're so, not any specific persona. They're just, no. those are the characters. Well, I, mean, I, made names, the I made names for them. And, and so they are coming from the Scarlet Brotherhood and they have a purpose to go there, which is in the Discord. Got it's it. This way you don't know. But then they'll put up new ones and we'll see what happens. Well, that's right. And I'll know and I'll just take it. And obviously we're going to have to know. Right, a little bit. Because we each run. Right. Because I got to look at the Discord. But the idea is. The, the story is a little bit interesting. It's more, it's the story slash understanding the worlds. Right. Okay. Very good. How'd that work? That worked great. Thank you very much. That was good, very I thought. Nice. All right. So we are done with, we are done with that. So now I think, I think we're basically done, which is great. We are. Can we roll a D10? Unless you wanted real quick, if you wanted to, I forgot to do the uh, St. Patrick's story. We had the jokes. Did you want to mention something about the, the guy who wrote this? Didn't you? Oh, yeah, so this was Phil Foglio. Right. Phil Foglio did the cartoon at the back of Dragon Magazine that you remembered. I had not remembered it. I can't remember what the name of it was. Yeah, Pixie, and I call it Pixie and Glade, but it was. Um... Yeah, it was the What's. Yeah, What's New, What's Up or something, What's New. <laughs> it's covered, of course. But it was, yeah, it was in the back. It was Dixie, Dixie yeah. and Phil. Dixie and Phil, that's right. Right. So he wrote, so Phil Foglio. So that's He's he did. the guy who, wrote, who did the March art thing. Yes. And so f- even though this is a couple of days after um, St. Patrick's Day, we have some jokes from our dear friend Bob. Right. Uh, my pet Zorn isn't talking to me. I've been feeding it what I thought was quality or turns out to be sham Rocks. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, that was good. I followed the end of the rainbow and found the pot of gold, except the only thing in the pot was copper. And then I realized I'd fallen for the classic leper pot. That was good. That's right up with. So if you want to. Oh, wait, there's more. more. Oh, there's more. <laughs> don't go back. Are we losing people? No, not yet. I haven't read this one, so I don't know what's going on with this okay. one. A group of halflings were arguing in a bar. They wanted to teach a local politician a lesson, so they had planned to tar and feather him. They found out there was no charge to be had in all the land, as one of the halflings' wives came to the bar to drag him out. She said, that's easy. Just use Guinness instead. Tastes like 
part of me. Hey. Should I stop? There's more? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Okay. Me. Did you hear? The, cu the cultists found out that all their magic items were gone. They had each had a staff of the adder. But the local priest had driven all the snakes away. Paladin. No, how did they react? Me. Oh, they were ire rate for sure. Ire is some. I R E. Yeah, or I Ireland. Right. They were ire right. rate. I, I'm pretty sure you didn't make those. I mean, no. you don't think you made those up, do you? That's it. So. Thank you. Thank you. For that. You can roll a d10. Now. I think it just reduced this roll right. by two. By, we, yeah. we were like a seven. It's going to be like a five. Yeah. <laughs> now it's God only knows what it's going to be. Ten. What? The jokes pushed us over the edge. The people like that. They love the jokes. Yay, cheering crowd. What's wrong with us? We have no sense of humor. We here. don't. We're not, we're not as funny. Okay. Well, there we go. So tune in next time for the, the exciting adventure of Farrakh and Den Kanan's excellent adventure. And for Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Farrakh. You're Farrakh. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.